Alright, superhumans, it's Boomer, and we are recording a podcast, and this may be a first in the history of podcasting. I don't know. My guess is not. But I am recording this podcast at San Diego International Airport, tucked away in a corner of the lounge so that hopefully we don't pick up too much backup noise. Background noise, that is. Let's see how this goes. If cognitive enhancement is your goal, you may have come across nootropics or smart drugs at some point in your journey. Assuming you have the foundations correct, eating well, sleeping well, stressing well, or at least having some concept of resilience, you may want to look into the benefits of nootropics. But, and there's a big but, nootropics are the wild west. You need to trust the vendor. This is why I have enjoyed the products from those over at Neurohacker Collective for over two years. They operate looking at the whole system, providing products, resources, and tools needed to help the whole being, mind, brain, and body, work together in harmony. They select only the finest ingredients, which are independently verified for purity, and I value that highly. I've used Original Stack since it came out. I now use Qualiumine caffeine-free five of seven days per week, as per recommendations, but they also have Eternus a product designed for mitochondrial health and healthy aging, as well as Focus, which frankly will bring you more focus. And now Neurohacker Collective is at it again, innovating with a new energy drink. If you want to check out all of these, go to neurohacker.com and use the code BOOMER for 15% off. So let's recap the journey so far. The last episode, I was in Helsinki. That's 10 time zones difference from where I am now in a week. During that time, I have gone from Helsinki to Amsterdam, nine time zones difference, to Los Angeles, which is the time zone that I'm in now. And now I'm down in San Diego, California. During that time, I've also had my brain mapped at Dr. Andrew Hill's Peak Brain Institute, which was an interesting experience, revealed some novel results, which I was unaware of, and were frankly interesting and new for me. And then we took those results and explored them on a podcast. Dr. Hill will be on the show soon, and I look forward to really releasing that episode. But let's talk about the Summit Series, because it highlights the overall theme that I want to get to in today's episode. The Summit Series is a little bit of a, I guess you would call it, combination of Burning Man meets A-Fest meets Singularity University. I've only been to really Singularity University, but uh, when it comes to Burning Man and A-Fest, I have more than a significant number of friends who have told me about them, and it seems like the right combination of those factors. The organizers of Summit have an application process, and in order to get in, the qualifications are really to be interesting people doing interesting things in the world. Now, what happens when you put together interesting people doing interesting things in the world in downtown LA and block off several city blocks? You get a lot of late nights and early mornings. This is probably why my QEG was a little interesting, but... These late nights and early mornings were filled with 
amazing discussions, workshops with the likes of Paul Stamets, Ray Dalio, Sam Harris, and a few others who I'm really trying hard to get on the show. And you get surrounded by people who challenge your thinking and help you to do better. This subset of people tends to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. They look, or they, they do look at the world in a different way, but they're also very much involved in the executive world as well. And the reason why I bring up Summit is because if you look into how the company or conference began, it, it really demonstrates the power of community. And Summit started a number of years ago, and there's probably a history link, which I'll put to, in the show notes here, where they promised that Jack Dorsey would come and talk to a group of essentially entrepreneurs they delivered on that promise and sort of the rest is history. But one of the key highlights in that history is the summit group was able to buy powder mountain in Utah using a combination of that community and participants from that community. It's pretty incredible what you can do when you get like-minded individuals on your side in terms of your own performance. And that's what we're going to touch on today. So community and its contribution to performance really came on my radar a number of years ago when, whether it be a University of Pennsylvania study or I think it was University of Pennsylvania, it may have been Harvard Medical School, but those studies came out and said that the number one predictor of your health is actually your postal code. Yeah, you heard me right. It's not your nutrition. It's not your VO2 max. It's not your ability to floss, all of those are certainly important, but it is your postal code. And that flossing side note may just be because people that tend to floss tend to do other things as well. But the importance of community came on my radar at that point, and it was when I really started to think strategically about who I was surrounding myself with. Jim Rohn often gets credit for saying you are the five people who you surround yourself with. And I only discovered this really when I found myself getting lost in the weeds. There was a time when I lived in Singapore where, frankly, friends, the things I was doing, the actions I was participating in were not necessarily aligned with who I wanted to be, who I wanted to come and what I wanted to produce in this world. And so... As a result of that moment, that interaction in Singapore, I've regularly sat down every quarter to just reflect on who I am, what I want to become, and is the community that I'm surrounding myself with, particularly those five people that I spend my most time with, are they helping to serve the greater vision and mission, or are they helping to hinder it? And it's really, it's your choice whether you let these people in your life. But let's start with those handful of questions that I ask in that quarterly review. And for me, the quarterly review will sometimes take place on an airplane, as it will this quarter. It may take place in a deliberate action of going to rent a cabin somewhere. It may take place somewhere in the world. But it really starts with looking at the vision and really drilling down and defining what that vision is for my life and what I want to produce in this world. And once I have a clarity around that and really what gets me up in the morning, a lot of this stuff seems to fall into place. And don't get me wrong. I think visions are one of those things that people can change and you should change it if it no longer 
suits your needs or suits your desired goals. But once I've reviewed my vision and decided that that's where I want to focus myself for the next quarter at least, it really comes down to really defining my goals, objective strategies, and tactics. And then looking at my life, I look at the people in my life and say, do these people cause me to level up and challenge myself or are they taking me down a notch? And how do I actually acquire the people that I want to be in my life? So let's tackle that first one because it's a little bit challenging. There will be occasions, and this has happened to me many times, where you start to realize that some of the people in your life no longer align with where you want to go, where you want to become. And this is a very difficult decision to make, but my view is that I only have one life to live. And so I may scale down that person's importance in my life. I may scale down the amount of time that I spend with that person based on what I'm trying to accomplish. And by doing so, I... By reducing that social interaction, I actually am able to level up my own being and not get sucked into sometimes toxic behavior. Now, once we've evaluated our our community and seen where we want to scale down in terms of the time that we spend with people... There's also an element of a scaling up. And I deliberately look at the scaling down first because that's usually a tougher conversation and I like to tackle tougher things first. I know uh, certain aspects of the personal development world will tell you to start with positive first, but for me, starting with the harder conversations and getting those out of the way or the harder decisions and getting those out of the way has worked really, really well. Now, the next part is the fun part. It's when you look at the people in your life and you answer the question, how do I acquire the people that I want to be and I want to be surrounded by in my life? Let's say for instance, I mean the obvious sort of example here is dating. Like if you wanted to date Scarlett Johansson or Natalie Portman, it starts by finding out where they hang out. Now guys don't go out and stalk them here, but where do the people that you want to become hang out? Where do the, if you want to be a billionaire, where do billionaires hang out in your community? This could also be things like conferences, masterminds, and this was the reason why, frankly, I came to the Summit Series in California is because successful entrepreneurs, many of whom happen to be clients, recommended that I go to this event because you get surrounded by like-minded people and they immediately cause you to level up. Now, when you're evaluating these conferences and masterminds, they do tend to cost quite a bit of money. And I know there's probably somebody listening to this saying, hey, Boomer, are you buying your friends? Maybe to a certain extent, but I also want to put myself in the same room with people to level up. And there is a return on investment that you can definitely calculate there. And so when evaluating these conferences, I want to make sure that the people attending are aligned with what I'm trying to produce in the world, aligned with what I'm trying to create, where they can help catalyze the creation of that faster. And so I spend a lot of time analyzing what types of people attend these conferences, who's going to speak at these conferences, and the access to those speakers. Because there are certain conferences that you'll go to, and it'll be a cheap ticket, but you won't have any access to the speaker. But if you pay a little bit more, maybe you do. And that meeting alone can change your life. 
The same is true with masterminds, and we've got a nice little classical tune in the background here. But masterminds are designed to get like-minded people together, but also to help elevate your game. And so when you're evaluating a mastermind, the key question I always ask is the person who's creating the mastermind, have they done what I want to accomplish? And if not, it's a quite a simple yes, no answer. This can also be applied to things like health. If you want to improve your health, well, maybe start by going to a community-based gym. Things like CrossFit do this extremely, extremely well. And since my flight is going to get called soon, let's wrap up with this in just sort of a summary. Every quarter, I sit down and evaluate the community that I'm a part of. And I'm very fortunate that I spend a lot of time traveling around the world to different places and get to have somewhat of a global community. But within that community, I really look at the five people that I spend my most time with. And are those people causing me to level up or... Are they potentially bringing me down? And don't be afraid of the latter. If they are bringing you down, it's actually just a matter of deprioritizing the time that you spend with them rather than cutting them completely out of your life. In certain cases, that may be necessary too. But then I also look at who do I want in my life and who do I want to become? And so if you have your mission, your vision, your goals, objective, strategy, and tactics, who are the types of people who have done that stuff already? And how do I become them? How do I get to know them? How do I get close to them? And this involves a little bit of networking, things like conferences, masterminds, just getting in the same room with the person can simply change your life because it has for me for sure. Superhumans, this was an exploratory episode in the San Diego International Airport of all places. Let me know what you think about it. You can send an email to podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. The show notes for this one are going to be at decodingsuperhuman.com slash community. And I look forward to hearing your feedback. If you enjoyed the show, please share it on all the social medias and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Have an epic day. Have an epic day.